everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back. This is your go-to podcast for anyone craving fresh ways to apply God's word to your everyday life. Together, we see how our ordinary and even our messy moments can become platforms for the miraculous. And I am with my special guest today, Dr. Hakeem Collins. I am so excited to host him. I cannot wait to get to this conversation. He is a powerful, much needed prophetic voice in our culture. I'm currently reading his latest book. I have it in my hands, 10 Prayer Secrets, Supernatural Power for Your Breakthrough. So if you need a breakthrough in any area of your life today, this is for you. It is both thought-provoking and faith-provoking. Well, Dr. Hakeem Collins is an empowerment specialist. He's a respected prophetic voice. He's a revolutionary thinker. He's a life coach, and he's a sought-after transformational leader. He is known for his keen and accurate prophetic gifting, effective breakthrough prayers, and supernatural ministry. He's the author of several books, including best-selling Heaven Declares. Dr. Collins holds an earned master's degree in Christian leadership and two honorary doctorates in philosophy and divinity. He's the founder of Champions International, the Prophetic Academy, and Revolution Network based in Wilmington, Delaware, where he resides. So welcome, Dr. Hakeem. I am so honored to have you on the Make Life Matter podcast. Thank you so much, Angela, for having me. I'm honored. Well, I know we both uh, have the privilege and joy of hosting our podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. Tell me the name of your podcast there. My podcast is called Prophetic Breakthrough. Prophetic Breakthrough. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to his podcast, when you finish listening to mine, you're going to want to hop over and make sure you subscribe and and get all of the great truths and insights that he has to to, to give you. And I've just been absolutely loving your book. And I want to talk about that in a few minutes, but I know Charisma already may know you, but for some of my listeners, you might be new to them. So tell us all the things about you, your ministry, kind of your background, where you're from. Sure. Well, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware, right outside of the Philadelphia region. I'm actually a twin. I have a twin brother what I do ministry together with, which I love. And so my, really my upbringing was really, I, I wasn't raised in a Christian upbringing or family. My mother was not a believer at the time. And my father was actually a Muslim. And so I really didn't have an actual grid or that type of guide to Christianity and just being becoming a believer. And so I lived in a culture in an environment of drugs, violence, prostitution, it was just not really an environment that you would want to live up, you know, or live up to or just live in. And so it was my grandmother, actually, Angela, that actually introduced me to the Christianity and to the faith. And so I actually joined the Baptist church with her at the age of seven. And from there, actually, which was very ironic, is that my pastor at the time was an actual 
blind man. He was legally blind. And so while I was listening to the message of Jesus, while he was preaching one Sunday morning, while I was sitting on the front row with my twin brother, I actually literally saw an actual being like a silhouette standing behind my pastor while he was uh, preaching. And so, you know, at seven, I'm thinking I'm seeing something or, you know, what's wrong with me. So I'm looking around, but this being would not go away. And so the more that my pastor would preach and he would just talk about Jesus and the love of Jesus and just really calling people to salvation, this being would continue to appear. And so from that particular encounter, I actually gave my life to the Lord that particular day. I believe at the age of 18, I started getting involved in some things that I was not proud of, Angela, getting caught up with my environment, even though I was still saved, but just was influenced by my environment. And so I ended up getting locked up. And from that point of getting locked up, I believe it was a time that God wanted to slow me down. The Lord wanted to get my attention. And what he did was in that jail cell, the Lord Jesus Christ visited me. And he began to speak to me and give me an ultimatum. And he said, choose this day who you will serve. And so you have an opportunity to accept the call of God on your life. And so from there, the Lord spoke to me and said, I, I haven't given you a prison ministry. I've given you a prophetic ministry. And so this is the day to make that decision. And I, and I made the decision to give my life more or rededicate my life back to really Jesus. And so 10 minutes later, they released me from jail and I never looked back. And so that was my defining moment. And from there, I just, God just opened, opened doors for me to preach and minister and, and I never stopped. Wow. That's amazing. What an amazing, I wrote down from, from prison to prophetic. What an amazing transition. <laughs> and I, I can't imagine as a seven-year-old what that must have been like to, to see that. Had you ever experienced anything like that before you were in that church that day? No, I never experienced it. Again, you know, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. It wasn't a spiritual atmosphere. It was not really an environment. You know, I didn't even want to go home at times. And um, But it was just that God did something very sovereign. He opened my spiritual eyes. But because in between there, or in between of me giving my life to Jesus, and then just receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, um, I actually went into my closet one day. I read a scripture talked about when you pray, go into your secret closet or in your prayer closet, shut the door. And then when you pray to the Lord in private, he will, you know, reward you openly. Right. And so I literally did that. I just took my Bible, went on a three day fast and at, at seven years old wow. and went in my closet and prayed and fasted for three days. And so from each day I had an encounter, a supernatural encounter. The first day on my fast, I literally was in there praying, just crying out to the Lord, just wanted more and more and more of Jesus and just wanted some encounters, just like the angel I saw behind my pastor when he was preaching. I, and then the angel showed up in my closet and wow. literally I was afraid to open my eyes. And it just, I felt all of this heat and all of this liquid love and all of this compassion. And I began the week. Second day, I wanted that thing. You know, like kids, they just continue. They just want more and more and more. And so that's what happened on the second day. I wanted that same encounter. And then the angel showed up again. But this time, it's like someone turned the light switch on in the closet. Now, mind you, there was no light switch. So I'm in the, in the, in the closet praying in the dark. But this bright light came and I was just a little afraid of my eyes because I'm like, wait a minute, there's no light bulb in here. But I did open my eyes and I literally saw uh, the, the, the being, this angelic being um, in my closet with me. And I just began to weep. It was just this love. I was just a crier. And then the third day I came and just was seeking the presence of God. Now, if, I, if my mother knew I was fasting at seven for three days, 
you know, no food. I definitely drank water. I think I probably would be on punishment today. But <laughs> the third day, the third day, something ironic happened. And literally what I, I actually was in my closet praying and I heard my mother's voice say, Hakeem, Hakeem. And I, and I thought I was in trouble. I know she probably would say, what is wrong with this boy? Why is he in the closet, sitting in the closet? But I opened the door and no one was there. I responded to her, yes, mom, and no one was there. And so later on that day, I just went out to the, to the basketball court, played some basketball games with some of my friends. And literally, Angela, I heard a thunder-like, audible, strong, I can't even imagine how it, I can't even describe the, 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 the sound of the voice, but I heard the voice, this voice say, Hakeem. And I literally was looking around afraid, and I literally ran. I just dropped the basketball, and I ran back, to, you know, into my house, and, and I went into the bed, and I was just literally afraid, and, and I heard a, the small, still voice say, Hakeem, Hakeem, it is I, mm. who is Jesus calling you, and I have a, a, a calling for you, and you will be used of me, and that was really those encounters, so what God did, Angela, was he opened up prophetically, he, God was started doing something prophetic with my life, he was calling me, he was wooing me, he was drawing me, you know, how can those come unto the Father unless the Father draws them? And so this was this encounter at seven. And, and so he was opening up my spiritual senses where I was able to feel his presence. I was able to see, you know, he opened my spiritual eyes to see this angel in the closet. And then I was able to hear the voice of my mother, but it wasn't my mother because like Samuel, you remember Samuel yeah. heard the voice of Eli. Yeah. And so Samuel didn't even know the father yet. He was ministering before him as a priest, but it, God just borrowed <laughs> Eli's voice hmm. and wanted him to recognize his voice. And sometimes God can just borrow the voice of those that are in authority, those who like our pastor, our leaders, our parents, or whoever that is in our in guardianship. And he borrows their voice so that we can recognize his voice prophetically. And so because the voice of a stranger, we would not follow. So Jesus is, you know, that voice that we should recognize as believers. And so his sheep knows his voice. And so the father just borrowed my mother's voice, you know, because I didn't have my father in my life at the time. But he just borrowed my mother's voice. And I, I was able to hear. That's what God wanted me to know. Can you hear his voice? Can you hear him and recognize? And that's what happened. And just like Samuel, Eli said, no, it's not me the third time. He said, go back. And when you hear that voice, just say, here I am, you know, and respond. And then God showed up. And so that was my prophetic beginning or introduction, orientation to the prophetic ministry and to the call. Wow. I was thinking, Samuel, while, we, while you were talking, and if you're, if you're listening, you're not familiar with Samuel, read that story. It's, it's almost identical. A young boy who God calls, and that's almost identically to how he called him. And he went on to be one of the best pastor prophets, anointed David as king. You know, just such an amazing um, life. And, uh, so thank you for sharing that. I know Dr. Hakeem, you went through then a, a, a series or at least an, a, a time period where some obstacles, some challenges in your life. I'd love to hear about that and, and what happened and how God used that. Yeah, actually, well, it was, this was maybe about seven years ago. Literally my, my, I was attacked unexpectedly, just an unexpected assault. And my jaw was actually fractured. It wow. was broken. And, and there was a time where I, my ministry was really picking up. I was traveling and I was just really ministering, preaching the gospel of Jesus and really activating people in the prophetic ministry and gifts and just teaching them how to hear the voice. Like, you know, when I was young, when my jaw was broke, I was like, Lord, whoa, you know, woe is me. What, why did I have to go through this? You know, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a prophetic voice. You know, I, I'm a seer prophet. I, 
why I didn't see this coming? You know, I started beating myself up and I was just broken. I really was broken because I'm like, why, you know, how did I get into this situation? You know, why was I targeted? And, you know, the enemy would target uh, God's people, but I just was just confused and complex. And I didn't even want to even move more, move forward in ministry because of it. And so, but because my jaw was broken, I need my, I needed my mouth, you know, God will use our mouths and use our, right. you know, that as an instrument, you know, as a mouthpiece for him to speak for him. And so it was, you know, literally broken. And so I was, I went to the emergency room and they basically say, Mr. Collins, we can't do anything right now because there's no uh, surgeons on, on, on duty right now. So you will have to wait until Monday. So I went in on a Thursday. So I had a whole weekend to wait. So they just oh. put me on some pain meds like Motrin and that wasn't doing anything. And I just said, Lord, I, I mean, I was just bedridden and I just said, Lord, I need a miracle. I need you to do something. And so while I was, you know, hurt and, and in pain, but I just went in just to the word of God and I started, cause I was also bored too. And so I just needed just some relief. And so I went to the prescription, which is the word of God. I started seeing many stories of miracles and healing Jesus, you know, setting the captives free and he's laying hands on people and he's healing the woman with the issue of blood. I'm just seeing a plethora of stories of miracles. And what happened was it ignited my faith. It stirred my faith to believe God. And I said, I can't wait until uh, Monday get here for surgery. I need a miracle now because when they did the surgery, they saw that my jaw was fractured in two places, one piece behind my ear. And they said that it would take literally about eight to 12 weeks for it to actually heal on its own. And if they wow. did surgery, they would have, they may have maybe, maybe 70% cut off my nerves and I would have no, you know, feeling in my jaw as well as I wasn't able to hear. So that's why they wanted it to heal on its own. And so I couldn't wait. And I just used the word. And I did something foolish. What I did, Angela, is I laid hands on my jaw. Wow. Laying in my bed, hurt, because the motion wasn't working, the prescription wasn't working. I said, I need a miracle, Father. I'm going to apply your word. I'm going to activate faith. I'm going to believe it. And I did something foolish, because we know the word of God says the foolish things confound the wise. And so I did something foolish, but it wasn't foolish to the Lord. And I just activated and I spoke to my jaw and I said, and I just lay hands on it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command fracture to be mended. I command the brokenness of my jaw and the bones to come together. It was like an Ezekiel moment. I began to mm -hmm. just release that anointing, release the spirit and the, the spirit of faith and truth and to stand by his word. And I'm going to tell you right after I did that foolishly, but by faith, my jaw began to like literally my eardrum popped. And then my jaw literally adjusted. I can literally, I was literally feeling my jaw adjust. Wow. And, and I was able to have full motion or full movement in my jaw. You know, I couldn't even bite down on my teeth because my jaw was fractured and I couldn't even open it up. It was not even an inch. And I was able to do that. When Monday got here and they was before, you know, they were going to do the surgery, they basically said, well, you know, let's just check before we go in there. And when they went in there, the piece behind my ear that was fractured was totally, it was like the whitest thing on the diagram. Oh. It was totally restored. I'm telling you. And God did the miracle. And so I wrote a book called Command Your Healing, which we're not commanding God to do anything. It's just utilizing and activating the authority and the power of the spoken word and by faith to receive it. And God did it for me and he can do it for those who are listening right now. Wow, that's so powerful. That is so powerful. I, as you were talking, I had a bad car accident in February, which some of my listeners know about. And just like you need to use your voice, I need to use my voice. I also use my hands as a writer, as a pianist. And the airbag deployed and injured both of my hands requiring surgery. And 
my left hand is still not cooperating. It looks like I'm going to have to have another surgery to repair some things. So I'm, I'm encouraged by what you're saying today, but I have this kit I put together that my physical therapist told me to put together. It has rice and little objects I can use my fingers to take them out and put them back into practice therapy exercises. And I put a rubber band in there and some different things. And then as I was digging around in my drawer, I saw some anointing oil and I put anointing oil in there. So I had it at the table the other day and my husband was sitting by me and he said, why do you have that in there? And I said, to anoint my hand every time I'm in here. And it's like, like you said, we're not commanding God. There's no power in the oil, but it's a, it's an activation of our faith to say, God, yes. I believe who you are. I believe you call me to do something. And this is infringing on that. This is an impediment to that. And so I'm believing for the miraculous in my life. And I'm going to kind of segue even into book, the book that, that I'm reading of yours right now, 10 Prayer Secrets, Supernatural Power for Your Breakthrough. And one of the chapters is about anticipating and, and then waiting. Anticipate your breakthrough is early on. And then even today, cooperate with God's timing, which, you know, usually my timing is not the timing of God. So I just, I'm finding so many things. I feel like there's a lifetime of experience, Dr. Hakeem, just literally jam-packed into this gold mine. It's a small book, but do not let that fool you. When you see it, it is a gold mine of, of information and, and insight. So what propelled you to write it? And what do you want your readers to experience? Well, what compelled me to write it was a life of prayer. How I received my miracle, because I felt like I was in a mess at that time. And, mm-hmm. and my mess activated the faith required that overcame the fear. That's good. And caused me to now move into a place of miracle. My, my, my mess was turned into a miracle. My mess became a message for me to write a book like this, 10 Prayer Secrets, to help people, ordinary people like myself. To, to receive breakthrough, to receive supernatural power. And it's really, this book is really a, a, my testament, but also really how prayer is really the birthing room for miracles. It is the mm-hmm. prayer that becomes the delivery room that releases miracles and signs and wonders. And, and when you anticipate, it's really having that faith that is required. That's all God is looking for is that communion with him, that, that ability to faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so when we partner our faith with his word and we remind God of his word, the Bible says he's exalted his word above his name. And so when we remind him of his word and just get into communion and when we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we will see results. Angels also, this is one of the secrets in here about angels. Angels respond to it because the Bible says angels hearken to the voice of God. And so we have to just bring our faith into prayer, bring the word of God and remind God and he will respond because the Bible talks about that. How can you pray? If you don't pray believing, then you will not expect what you asked him for. So when you go into prayer, you're expecting. It's just like if you, you know, like parents, if your children come to you and they're asking you for something, they believe that they're going to receive it. Now, it may not be right then and there, but they're going to receive an answer right then and there. Yes, no, or maybe wait. And that goes with the timing of God, too. Sometimes God does want to bless us, but it might not be right then and there when we ask. It may be next month. It may be a year from now. But it will happen if we believe God, but also if it's in his will. And so that's why I wrote this book. It was a burden to write this book. I want people to get 10 prayer secrets. Why? Because I, I just outlined 10 keys 
10 secrets, 10 mysteries that is in the word of God that is proven. And we have ordinary people like Simeon and Anna and Jesus and Paul and Abraham, who was a friend of God. And I talked about being a friend of God. It's many stories of people, ordinary people like me and you, Angela, and those who are listening, just like us who saw supernatural power in God's release. And so I believe this book is key for your breakthrough. That's so good. There's so many great things in here. I want to just mention, you talked about the purpose and and I love what you said on page 16. You said, God uses our emotions and our longings, those things that move, stir, or frustrate us. Like you said, you felt burdened to write this, Mm -hmm. get our attention. I'm sure he got your attention through that assault, through that miracle. Mm-hmm. He's got my attention. What I've been asking in this season is, God, what do you want me to learn in the wait? What are you trying to teach me in the wait? Because he doesn't waste anything we go through, right? So he's trying to teach us something. And then on this yes. page, you said, God wants us to align our passion with his will, which he puts into our hearts, and then pray until we see those results. I loved your phrase, burdened with purpose. So. Yes. I've experienced in my own life, and I, I have a feeling you would agree with this, that you know, God uses us so often in the area of where we feel that burden, that passion, because that's maybe where he wants to uniquely amplify our voice to be used by him. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's very uh, important because I, I'm reminded of Jeremiah. When Jeremiah said, it's like fire in my bones, that was a passion. That was a a, a, a a fire, a burden, really. We you know we're burdened with passion, and God wants that burden. He wants us to pray in that in, in, in regards to that burden because the burden becomes the purpose. And sometimes when you're wholly frustrated, or sometimes you're you know there's a holy indignation, or there's a holy dissatisfaction, it is God using that. So it's not anything negative. It's God fueling that. I always like it as like you know, like God starts the fire. So you need, you know, you need fuel, then you need oxygen. And then with that, you need the spark. And so the right. word of God is the fuel. And then prayer becomes, or you use prayer as the oxygen. And then God takes your passion and your purpose and he sparks that flame. And so if you can just really just align your burden and, and, and your discontentment and your frustration and even things that you love so passionately, if you just take that into prayer, God will fuel, fuel it, and then you'll just pray, which is the oxygen, which the Spirit of God will come and breathe on it, and then take your passion and that burden. God will just create something so powerful that it will resonate. It will be like a wildfire revival and awakening for someone else because what you're going through and what I'm going through and even Angela went through, even her accident. When she comes out and that miracle comes, then you're able to release the same miracles and blessings and favor and even uh, faith, I mean, a, a testimony because we overcome right. by the word of our testimony. And so just hearing about my jaw being fixed, I mean, just activating it by speaking to my jaw. Like you're, you're using the oil every day and being consistent with it. It's going to ignite someone's faith to mm-hmm. believe God for whatever they are asking God for and, and applying the word and, and, and it will happen. So I believe your burden is key to seeing breakthrough and results. I love that. And I was even thinking, as you said that it activates something in me when I am digging around to do these physical therapy exercises. And yet I sense the Lord say, put that anointing on there. And what that's doing is God, I'm believing, I'm believing for a miracle. I'm believing that you're going to use this for your glory. And and when that's our posture 
then we can't go wrong with that because we know he wants to turn everything around to be something he can use for his glory. And anytime we're praying that, and you have a whole chapter on that about Jesus's prayer model. You just said it a minute ago, thy kingdom come, your kingdom come, your will be done. That's really the, so much of the crux of prayer is right there. Even Jesus, yes. right? Even Jesus in the garden had to say, look, look if there's another way this could happen, uh, let's find it. But if not, your will be done and your kingdom come. And his, even Jesus had to align his will with the will of the father in that moment. And yes. so what a model for us. I love your use of, of the Lord's prayer as, as not a, our father, blah, 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 we just say it by road. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we can rattle <laughs> a lot, like a, but like a, a genuine, like, look at every one of these phrases and you break it apart in that. Why did you feel drawn to the Lord's prayer as a source for us to really tap into? Because it is the model. Jesus is the template. Jesus is actually the great intercessor. You know, he's right now sitting at the right hand of the father, right, right now making intercession for us, mm. you know, daily, you know, and we were standing before him. And so the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, understand the language of God. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us know the mind of God, you know, and, and he's the advocate and, he, and the advocator and he's the consulted and assistant. And so he helps us to know and to get to that place. And so the Bible also says that we are seated right now in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that is the place where we can ascend and get there and to pray. And that's where we'll see breakthrough. And so Jesus become the model. And I'm gonna tell you, there was something about Jesus prayer life that caused that disciple to say, wait a minute, you're, we're seeing miracles, we're seeing breakthrough, we're seeing financial, we're seeing so many things taking place, we're seeing demons and demons and all these being cast out. We want that. Show us, teach us. And so Jesus become the living model. He not only become the, the instructor and the rabbi and the teacher, but he also lived out practically how to pray. And he became that prayer life and that prayer model. And so I like that. And I was drawn to it because he's the, it's the foundation. And so Jesus says, okay, this is how you pray. So it's something about that, that disciple that intrigued him to ask the question to the teacher, who is the model? And he gives them a template, but it's not a, like a, a regimen, but it was just a simple outline that you can customize yourself. That's good. The way you pray or the way I pray or the way Angela pray or whoever that's listening, you have your own way of praying, whether it's loud, I'm more loud and intense, but somebody else can be just quiet and subtle and just peaceful. Mm -hmm. Everyone has their own way, but just customize it in a certain way. And then what did Jesus say? This is, this is say, our father, which art in heaven, acknowledging that he is father, that he is holy. And that's the protocol when you go to him because Jesus and the Father are one and we are one with him. And so it's relational. And then the next thing he says to pray thy kingdom come. There we go. What is the will of the Lord for my life? And that's what you should be praying. And when we pray and align ourselves to God's will and pray in that order, but customize it your way, it fits you, whether you pray in the morning or pray in the afternoon, you know your schedule, just pray and be consistent. And listen, God will bless you and he will answer you. So I, that's why I like that prayer model of Jesus. I love it. And if Jesus needed to pray, how much more do we need to pray? <laughs> right? I mean, if Jesus had <laughs> yes. to pray, he's Jesus. And of all the things the disciples could have asked him, that's what they wanted to know. I love also the second half of the book. You really want us to practice the things that we're talking about. So after we read a section or a little chapter, 
there's 30 days of prayer for breakthrough. So we have tangible ways that we can apply right there in the moment, very thought provoking. And I didn't write just thought provoking, but faith provoking questions and action steps that we can take. And I also want to know what you hear. This has been a challenging season for everybody, 2020. You know, when, when this many things happen in a year, it is impossible to step back and say, God is not doing something. So there's, there's uh, several ways we've said it in this conversation today is that God uses things at times to get our attention, whether it's, he's speaking to you as a child it comes through a, a, a blindsided assault, a, a car accident, mm-hmm. a financial ruin, a, a relationship goes south, whatever it might be. God wants our attention. And, and I would say he has our attention this year. Now, whether or not we lean in is a different thing. But I want to mm-hmm. know from, from your heart, from what you've been experiencing and praying, what do you hear God saying in this season, especially to his church? Because I know he could be saying something a whole set of things to the unbeliever, but what mm-hmm. do you feel like he's saying in this season of, of COVID, of racial tension, of awareness? What do you feel, if you wanted to speak to kind of the whole kit and caboodle of 2020, what do you sense God saying to his church? Sure. Well, you hit it right on the nail about breakthrough because that's what God desires and wants in this season. There is a time that is coming of a great awakening. And the church is in the, I call it the Ezekiel 37 phase, where we're, we're seeing a lot of death to some things, not as a result of COVID, because the COVID is not of God. It's a demonic, unseen enemy that is coming against humanity in itself, but also That's the good. church. And I believe that the Lord is, is requiring the church to do what? Is get back to the place of prayer. And that is where prayer becomes that place where it pushes back darkness. And it, it, it deals with certain things that is that the enemy is instigating behind the scene in the invisible realm. And so like Daniel, Daniel had to pray when the Bible says when the first day that Daniel set his heart to pray, the answer came. But look how long it took. It took 21 yeah. days. Yeah. He didn't pray one time and that was it. It took him 21 days and to receive a breakthrough, right? A revelation. And so breakthrough is not a passive word. It is a military, a militant. Even in the military, they use that word. In, in the times of war or rules mm-hmm. of engagement, breakthrough is a word that they use because when there's a barrage of onslaught of attacks, they, they take a, a military line. And then what they do is they set up uh, a line where that, when the enemy tries to pierce through or penetrate, it becomes an impenetrable wall. And so, but you continue to break through, you continue to, you know, go at it until there's a breakthrough. I believe there's a breakthrough when it comes to racial uh, division or, you know, that God wants to bring a breakthrough in that area where there's reconciliation, healing, there is understanding. Even when there's economic uncertainty, he's going to bring even the wealth of the wicked will be transferred to those who are us as believers, even in regards to this political agenda and this this election here in America. I believe that there is some things that God is awakening the ears of his people to pray like never before, mm-hmm. to revival in this Ezekiel moment is to prophesy. That was the solution for revival. Was he, what did he, God tell Ezekiel? Prophesy. God knew that the dry bones can live, but he needed the breath. He needed the ruach. And so the breath is in the church, in the body of Christ. We become, and we are the ecclesia that holds the breath of God in our nostril, but also the word of God in our mouth to release uh, revival and awakening 
and a reformation. And so these three things very quickly that God began to speak to me prophetically when I was praying about this and this COVID and all of that, because listen, COVID, the enemy is trying to instill fear. But we know that faith conquers fear. That's right. And we know that the enemy is trying to cause this pandemic. But listen, even Isaac prospered in a drought, in a pandemic, or right. in, 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 in a famine. And so I believe we have the Bible and the Word of God to back us up, and it's proven. So it's time of awakening. But there's three things very quickly that God said to me. He said three words. He said, it's a time of repentance. This is for the body of Christ at large. Whether it's, if, if it's racial, you know, hate or all those things in our heart, we have to resolve that. We have to get that together and bring healing. And then he said that we must repent because there's changing and there's a, a shift that is coming. But then second thing is that, because why? When we repent, God wants to heal our land. There is healing that's about to release. If those who are called by his name will humble themselves, right, and seek his faith and, you know, turn from their wicked ways, and then he will hear from heaven and forgive us and heal our land. So I believe repentance and attorney for the church, but even the, the world needs to come to Jesus. I believe that's what's happening, that he's waking up the, the, the unbelievers, that they would need to and seek him. Number two is he said rest. So this is a time of also rest. God has given us rest for what is next. And so this is the time of rest. So some of us was complaining about being quarantined and, yeah. and we've been isolated, yeah. but it was a time to seek him. It was a time to readjust. It was a time to even evaluate our passions and our burdens. It was a time to be, be creative and innovative, to, to birth out new things. And so he wanted to speak to us, but he wanted to give us rest. So it was a time to, of that necessary rest that he wanted to give us. And number three, and I'm done. Number three was it's a time of reset. It's a hard reset. And it's just not a restart, but a reset. Just like your iPhones or your, you know, your phones, if it's, if it's acting up or if it's stalled or whatever, you might have to reset it. But if, I mean, you have to restart it. But if the problem persists, then you have to go to the settings and press that reset button. And what that reset button does, it goes and it purges out and it takes it back to the original manufactured way, like a new, a fresh again, back to the original settings when you first got your phone. We are in a reset. We are, and we're in a new era, and it's a new decade. And so why are we seeing all of this stuff going on now? It's because awakening and change and revival is on the way. So don't stop praying. Don't stop giving up. Love, forgive, and rest, and watch God do some supernatural things like never before. Hmm, so powerful. That is so good. That is so good. I wrote all of that down. I'm going to put that in my show notes. Repentance rest and reset. And that's a prescription for revival right there is what yes. that is. receive this season of rest. You know, creativity is birthed out of rest. So yes. creative, you know, I'm a musician. If I don't get, and even the rests that are in a music in a piece of music, if it's, if there's no rest, it's just one long continuous note without any chance of a pause. You can't even say la. You can't Come play on. that. Yeah. And so there's purpose in rest. It's not something that we need to resist or that we need to feel like is the, the unnecessary, you know, interruption. I think some of us, so many of us are viewing this year as this just invasive interruption and it has been, but when something goes on this long, this deep, like you said, God is resetting. This has gone way beyond a 10, 20 day thing where maybe we'll forget about it in a week. This is, I mean, we're going to be writing about this in the history books. This is a game yes. year. So I love your word there. It's an awakening that's happening. Um, there's so many great things that you've shared. 
um, throughout this whole podcast. And it's, it's my first time to meet you, but I hope it's not my last. I hope you'll come back on the podcast no. in the future yes. and share yes. more. I want to invite you to pray over our listeners in just a moment, but how can they find your book? How can they connect with you? I want to make sure that I, I would be remiss to, to not say that before you pray for us. Sure. Well, you can find me on all the social media handles um, at Dr. Hakeem Collins. Hakeem is spelled H-A-K-E-E-M, last name Collins. On all the social media handles, you'll be able to find me. And you can connect me with this book called 10 Prayer Secrets or any of my resources on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, ChristianBook.com, Walmart, Target, Books A Million, wherever Christian books are sold, you can actually find any of my resources. But this is my brand new book, 10 Prayer Secrets. It's selling like hotcakes. It's a beautiful leather-bound book. You like prayer. If you're a pastor and you, want pray, you have a prayer group or intercessor or you have anyone that just likes to really refuel their prayer life, then get this book, 10 Prayer Secrets. It's an easy read. It will bless you. And um, yes, I would like to connect to you. Just send me a message and we will we'll definitely connect. That sounds great. And it, it is beautiful. I mean, as a woman, I was like, this is a beautiful book. So it's a vibrant blue. It's leather bound. It would be a wonderful coffee table book or set it somewhere where maybe a non-Christian might pick it up just because it's so beautiful. It's small enough. You can carry it around and and yet it is power packed. So it is faith provoking, it is thought provoking, and you have inspired us today. You have done exactly what your bio says you are, empowered us, um, spoken life into us, getting us to think differently, uh, transforming the way that we're approaching our, our, this season that we're in. So thank you, thank you for allowing God to use your voice. I just pray God can amplify it and yes. more favor in the days and months and weeks to come. My goodness, your voice is needed in our culture. So what an honor to connect with you and meet you today and host you. So pray over our listeners as we close our time together. Sure. Father, I just thank you for this time and this season that we're in. I thank you for those who are listening, those who will re-listen to this podcast, Lord. And I just release your favor, Father, upon them in this season. And anyone that is dealing with any aches or pain or any disease, rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I command in Jesus' name that sickness, disease will no longer be their host in their body. I command it to leave in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that there be burden with purpose today, Lord, that they would not be distracted by what is going on around them, Lord, but they will keep their eyes on you. They will keep their gaze on you. Give them strategy. Give them plans. Inside, Father, we thank you according to your word in Amos 3, 7, for surely the sovereign God will do nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants prophets. And so we thank you for, for prophetic release. We thank you for prophetic words and dreams and burdens of being awakened right now, Father. And I pray that you will give them clarity, understanding, give them insight to what is next. Father, I pray that you would just awaken such a Holy Ghost boldness, for even as your word says, and that the righteous is bold as a lion. Give them boldness, give them tenacity, give them a clear focus of their plan in this season. I ask, Lord, that you would just release creativity, innovation, let the juices flow in them and through them. Father, I thank you for reconciliation. Healing is coming to this land, Father. I pray that even souls will come unto the kingdom, that they would know you and encounter you, even when I encountered you at a young age, let their ear gates be open. Let them hear from heaven. Let them experience supernatural encounters 
in, in various ways, Lord, to get their attention in this season. I thank you that our hearts are turned towards you, Father, that you will give us the supernatural rest needed like never before, even as you did to Elijah, gave him angel food and gave him rest for the journey. And so, Father, give them even now angelic assistance. Father, I pray that any diabolical, satanic, anything that would try to agitate or frustrate them, Father, give them peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. I pray, Father, that gifts will be be activated, mantles will be activated. Let there be a stirring and a hunger for more of you, Father, more like never before. I command in Jesus' name that this will be a season that of a breakthrough, perpetual breakthrough. Father, I pray that you would just begin to cause them to be world changers and shakers and turn their mess into a miracle. Father, because their lives matter, Father. Your spiritual condition matter and prayer matters. And Father, even as this book says, Prayer changes everything, but we also know that prayer changes everything about us. So, Father, do a new thing and transform us and make us anew, and we give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you honor, and we thank you for answered prayers, and give us the right timing to know that this is a season that we will wait on you, and we will trust you, and we believe that our miracle is on the way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.